So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves, grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now for the review of the day. All right, I got a review here from KWC. Pat always talks on the podcast about providing real actionable information, and it's true. Pat Hyben interviews real estate rock stars is a value to all agents, whether they're newer in the business or a 16-year veteran like myself. There are a few podcasts that I look forward to each week and listen to every single episode. This is definitely one of them. Keep up the great work. Thank you, KWC. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got an awesome guest today. Listen to this. I had this guy on. You know, this keeps happening. People come back on like, you know, I, I lost track of him, right? He was on two, episode 220 back in the day. Now, now we're closing in on 800, and I was able to get him back. Hard guy to get a hold of. Hard guy to, to pin down. And, and so we are lucky today to have him back. Mr. Nick Shivers from Portland, Oregon is absolutely crushing things and has a very, very inspirational and a very soulful way of, of getting business, keeping business, and uh, doing well in this game. And I'm excited to explore that more with him today. A welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars, Mr. Nick Shivers. Out from the grave, Pat. This is Nick. I'm, I'm still around. I'm an old, you know, that, that one, two, saber-tooth tiger. That's me. Yeah, that's me. Back. <laughs> well, you look exactly the same, man. So congrats on that. So, all right. Well, why don't you uh, give everybody a little rundown on who you are, Nick, so they get to know you better. Sure, sure. I'm uh, Nick Shivers out of Portland, Oregon. Only guy in the, the real estate history of Portland to lose his real estate license for a, a, a advertising violation. So I am a little bit of a pirate here, Pat. Really? Um, yeah. First, first of all, I don't believe that because people don't lose their license for that. They use it for embezzling money or uh, you know, race discrimination or something. So I'm a little bit curious. As I'm not saying that's BS. Right. But we're going right. to get, we'll come back to that. We'll come back. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Don't mean to cut you off. No, no worries. You know, been in the business about 19 years, roughly, you know, we've been selling about a hundred million dollars of real estate every year for the last uh, 10 years. Um, and as we know, with uh, over $13 billion of real estate venture capital coming into the game, us saber tooth tigers have to always evolve. Wow. That's it. It's something that people should be writing, right? Uh, with over $13 billion of Wall Street money coming into the game that did not exist before. Yeah. Here, here's, a, here's a good one. 381 times the amount spent in 2010. Wow. 
three hundred and and eighty times the 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 money. Well, explain that. There was thirty three million dollars invested in real estate technology in two thousand ten, and there's over thirteen billion was invested in two thousand eighteen. Hmm. So what does that mean to me? What does it mean? I'm an agent driving down the street in Tupelo, Mississippi, listening to this podcast, and you know I sold 21 houses last year, hoping to sell 22 next year. What's that mean to me? Well, I, I think what it means to you is Wall Street thinks that you're irrelevant and that they can do it better. They believe that a 50,000-foot view is better than boots-on-the-ground view, and I totally disagree, and that's why I think uh, the best of the best will stay around and, and thrive. Man, that's crazy. That's a lot of money. So you're saying that basically Wall Street feels like they can create technology that can do it better than the realtor, i.e. technology instead of a dispatch person at a taxi uh, station uh, picking up the phone and saying, uh, where would you like to go to today? An app like Uber right? Would be an example. Mm-hmm. Instead of a, a blockbuster video store where people walk in and grab a thing and an app like Netflix certainly does it better than uh, those two things. So tell me why you think the real estate agent is any different. Well, I, I think we're oversimplifying when when they talk technology and i think that we're oversimplifying the real estate process this is not just a transaction this is emotions this is counseling this is advising as we know this even today even i don't care what gary vanderchuk says you know i think owning a home is a really big part of the american uh dream and I still believe that. And, and, and it's not just a transaction where I go in and I can have a computer or someone that's uh, you know, been in the business for five months handling a, a transaction where there's emotions, there's fear, and there's a lot of details that could cost you thousands of dollars if you're not working with someone that really has a, a grasp knowledge down to the local bit of what's going on in a real estate world. Interesting. You brought up the Gary Vanderchuk thing, and I know that was talked about a little bit in State of the Market uh, recently, our news show. But, you know, guys, if you're not, if, if you didn't uh, you know what the hell he's talking about, basically, Vanderchuk says, don't buy a house. He's recommending to people that they rent. You, you know, my challenge is, is that. You know, our parents and grandparents and people like that, they basically, for a lot of people, the only wealth that they build is in their primary residence. And that's because it's like a forced savings of principal pay down. It's a forced subject of appreciation because you don't feel like moving. But then luckily, your house goes up in value. Also, your payment never changes where rent constantly goes up. So your payment's locked in for 30 years, hopefully. And then, and then when it's time to retire, then you get this paid off house, right? And, and, and all of a sudden you're worth half a million dollars where you weren't before because you paid 50 for the house and the house is paid off. And so it's forced savings. And I, I, I think that the average person cannot save a half a million dollars without wanting to buy a freaking boat and go on a Disney cruise for three weeks. So you, you know what I mean? So that, that's my challenge with what he's saying. Talk to me about that. 
Well, I, I would agree 100%. It is for savings. And and I a lot of when people are bashing real estate, they don't talk about the tax savings as well that, um, you know, up to $10,000 on your property taxes, um, capital gains. I mean, where, where can you sell a property after two? Let's say if you're if you're a young person and you're buying a house and in two years, you make 50000 because you put some sweat equity and you get that tax free. We are not Gary Vanderchuk and we don't get these inside uh, opportunities on these new startups that he, 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 he's saying, oh, that's the way to do it. Well, guess what? I'm not Gary V and I don't have those opportunities, but hey, I'm a local guy in Tuckbuck, Mississippi, and I know the real estate market. <laughs> I, can make, I can make a fortune that way if I just get down and understand that, that simplicity. Yeah, and a, lot, and a majority of Gary Vaynerchuk's listeners are, you know, broke as a $3 watch. You know what I mean? Yep. They're, 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 they're just not, you know, they're not, they're dreamers that want to go from zero to hero. And I, you know what I mean? Hey, let's call, it, let's call it what it is. You know what I mean? So it's just not, it's just stupid, right? It's just stupid to tell people, don't save money for a rainy day. It's asinine because there's there's freaking there's so much. There's rainy days, man. You need you need stability in your life because you're gonna go through cycles. Yeah, you know, Pat. One of the cool things about in the recent years, especially with our sell home save a child program, I get the uh, opportunity to visit. Uh, me and my family, we just got back from Haiti. And one of the things, you know, when we go in there, we're like, ah, you know, I'm, I gotta, I'm going to come in there with the American ingenuity and systems. And I'm going to fix things. And the reality is there are a lot of things that those countries can teach us. And some of the things that we, uh, we want to fix maybe don't need to be fixed because there's less materialism. And there's more community in a lot of those places. And, and some, sometimes it's forced. We're talking about forced savings in countries like there. There's forced community because you have to rely on your buddy next door. Um, he's the, he's the, you know, the wood maker and you're the, the steel maker. And, and that's how, how you survive. So the, it's, the hard. Reality- it's hard to make a difference, you know, for more than, I mean, you don't want to say you can't make a difference, but at the same time you can't. You know, it's very difficult to change the world. You can change a person's world. Yep. You know, um, you can change somebody. You, you like, like you could be like, like David Bowie. You know, we can be heroes just for one day. Yep. You know, you know what I mean. Like, you, you can, you can be a hero today. But you're right. You're trying to change an entire culture, entire way of thinking. I mean, is um, it could, could be dangerous. So, all right. So let's let's talk about this. You you gave you've given back. million to charity through being a real estate agent. And I mean, like most people are like, oh yeah, well, you know, I I always give back to my community. And then when they compare it on a proportionate basis to their income, it's, it's chintzy. It's like, okay, I made a hundred grand in commissions and you thought you gave a lot, but when you looked at it, you gave $300, which is 0.03% of the money that you made, you know? So, so uh, a lot of people are false prophets when it, when, it, when it comes to giving back, I think, the way that they, and it is his opinion, should. Talk to me about what you do, how you do it, how you've sustained it for so long. Uh, give, me, give me the whole rundown, Nick. Okay, so I'll give you the, the, quick, the quick story, Pat, was, I was in Nicaragua, let's say in 2002, and I 
bought uh, some land, sold the land, made some good money. And then I decided I was going to build a resort there. So I bought 100 acres. Um, and then the crash happened in 2005, failed miserably. But in the meantime, I got to meet an incredible lady that had a vision of taking young girls out of a garbage dump in Managua, Nicaragua. Holy Remember? dirt. Yeah, let's slow this down. Yeah. First of all, do you still have the 100 acres you lose at? No, I still have it with a little tiny beach house, but there's no, there's no resort acres. on it, Pat. <laughs> no, there's no resort, but you have a beach house in Nicaragua with 100. Well, it's good for the ego, right? You could say, man, I got 100 acres. I got a, I got a ranch. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. So go ahead. So you met this lady and, mm -hmm. and wow. And so there's kids like, like in India climbing over stuff, picking up trash, picking up chicken bones and trying to, you know, suck the meat off them, stuff like that. It, well, it was, it was probably worse than that. But so, so Gloria basically said what's happening in this community is these young girls are being prostituted in order for their families to get the first pick of the dump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, oh, okay, so let's, let me, God, what? So, they're, yeah. they're, so they, they, they pimp out essentially their own children out of desperation. Yep. And, and then that allows them to skip the line, like bribing a, um, a bouncer at a nightclub. Yep to enter into the dump, which is guarded by a gang or something. And then the gang lets them into the dump to pick out some trash early because of the sexual favor or whatever. Is that, is, yep. is it, good yep. Lord have mercy. Yeah, it, it was that when I went and saw this with my own eyes, it, I wish I could say I wanted to be the hero, but I really just wanted to. Yeah. You wanted them there and just go start cracking some heads and being like, everybody has free reign in this dump. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get, the, I just, cause I had young children and I was just like, I got to get out of here. It was surreal. It was, it was almost not real, but it was, was real. And I had a friend look at me and he said, man, we can leave, but these kids can't, what are we going to do about it? So that kind of started us on a, uh, a mission to, um, cause once you, once you're a real dirt bag, if you don't do anything, once you see something like that, let me, well, yeah, that's, that's a great ethical question, right? Is that, yeah. It's like the Joseph Campbell philosophy of, you know, if you don't do anything, is, is that considered immoral? And so keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, so fast forward, you know, we, I came back, my own personal team, we started helping uh, an organization that I got involved with called Ford Edge International that was trying to build a children's home for those girls in the dump. And remember, it was the vision was from the local person in Nicaragua, a woman, a national, not, not the Americans. But yeah, right. Came so we came alongside. Fast forward now, um, we've taken 47 girls out of that dump. One just graduated college. One just got married. And girls from the dump, you traditionally didn't get married. Uh, one just got uh, started a, a, a business, a beauty par parlor, and another girl just graduated from military school. So, so here's the cool thing because we talked about some horrible stuff, but the girls that we have taken out have went back to the school by the dump, taught at the dump, and have mm -hmm. changed the culture of that community. And they yes. don't, the norm is no longer to do that. So when we're talking about helping one person, yes, we can, maybe we only help one person, but it's, it's what that person does from the help they've received that can change a culture, can change a community. And that's, that's the big deal. That's, that, that's a great story, dude. Give me shivers. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. That's your last name. So it gave me chills. 
All right. So how did you do that? Right. A, a little old real estate agent, right? How are you, you know, how are you, um, and, and I'm not downsizing your ego there, but I mean, just an agent, right. In America, mm-hmm. you know, doing this on such a high level, like tell, tell me the specifics. Let's say someone okay. listening to this wants to do the same thing. Give us advice. Absolutely. Okay. So, so I've been doing this uh, just me and my team, my small little team here in Portland for about five years. Called up my, my buddy, Eric Hatch, out of Fargo. He's been on your show. Yeah, he's I love Eric. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a lot prettier than he is, but he's still <laughs> great. Pr- good, good guy. And I said, Eric, we need to take this program that we're doing. And, and uh, he flew up, met the guy that was running Ford Edge International. He got on board. So it was, uh, it was my team and now Eric Hatch's team. And I said, there's something we can do bigger. And I said, so we need to get this out further. So we started a movement called Sell a Home, Save a Child. Sell a Home, Save a Child. Okay, let's talk about this movement. I want people listening to this show to, to hear this rally cry and jump on this bandwagon, yep. including, including myself. So let's, I want to hear the details. Okay, so we've been uh, uh, doing this for about over two years now. We have 42 members across the country. 42 real estate agent members. Yep. 42. Okay. And there's a couple title companies. Um, if nice. you want to work with me here in Portland, you got to be a member because that's the way I mean, and, and all my title companies and they want to do this as well, but it's uh, membership can be as little as $250 a month. There's some teams like my team where we give 10%. Eric's team gives significantly more than that. But if you want to be a member, you can 10% a member. is a lot because 10% is, a lot of teams profit, you know, a lot of these teams that come on the show now are only, you know, especially the larger they get are only profiting, you know, between 10 and 20%. So if you're giving up 10%, that's like half the profit on some of these teams. So that's, that's a huge chunk. And it makes sense how you add it up to 1.3 so fast. So, so keep going. Yep. And so, so basically what we do is, Hey, if, if you want to be a member for 250 bucks a month, some are doing 5,000 a month. I mean, we, we just want people, just like Mother Teresa says, if you can't help them all, help one. Okay. Mm. We want to people, because I truly believe, I truly believe this. I believe that people want to help, but that they don't, they don't have the time because we get, sometimes the, the good crowds out the best and we want to make it plug and play where you, you get a logo, you can talk about selling, we have videos and we just make it real easy to get involved in helping kids around the world. Now, how much does it cost to save a child? Well, for 37 bucks a month, you, you can uh, feed a child, let them get schooling. Cause the it's got to be more than that. It's got to be more 30, than that. Yeah, 37 bucks a month, you can help a kid. Okay? But remember, Pat, we don't just, it's not a feeding program. These are children's homes where they go yeah, deep right. with the kids. Because as we can imagine, those, those kids, they have some deep, deep Yeah, heart. yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, but as, as you can tell, Pat, we, those, those girls are making a difference. Plus, you know, you know, when, when you see a, a young lady that her, her future was drug overdose, AIDS, mm, yeah. or being killed domestically because of violence, and she just got married. Oh my gosh, that will, you think that'll make mm, a, a hard grizzled guy like yourself. Did you, did, did you go to the wedding? Did you officiate it? No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> but I saw it. I saw. I saw it on a video conference. It was pretty awesome. Oh man. Okay. So, so how much are you putting? How much is you and your team putting per 
settlement. Sell a house, save a child. Yep. So traditionally, we'll give about fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year towards that. Wow. And that's okay. with, that's the team. That's not me personally. And the and the, the the team chips in per house that they sell. Yeah. Right? So basically, yeah. So basically, off the company net profits, we we give we'll give a percentage. My agents. And, and let's say if people are listening and say, man, I want to rally. I want to be one of these. You know, I want to join these 42 agents that are selling a house and saving a child. How do we know that the money is, you know, not being, you know, given to the gangs? And, and sure, how, sure, how do we know it's going, you know, straight to building a house and feeding yeah. and educating these girls? Yeah. It's a, yeah. You drive by my house. You'll see, you know, I have, have the thing. But Pat, what, what, there's two organizations. Remember, Sell Home, Save a Child is a movement that that 100% of the funds go directly to, to or, right now, Ford Edge International. Okay? Ford Edge. F-O-R-D-E-D-G-E? F-O-R-W-A-R-D. Ford Edge International. Forward. Forward Edge. Okay. That's a Portland accent. Yeah, Forward Edge. I'm going to put the link to to this for uh, in, in Nick's show notes too. Keep going. Okay. And if you look very transparent, you go to navigator rated charity, you can see that they're a four-star navigator rated charity okay. where it, over 85% of all funds go to help the kids. I know the, the founder of Ford Edge, he's definitely not driving around in a BMW. Mm. And just recently we, we teamed up with uh, um, hands and feet project in Haiti um, mm. started by Mark, Stewart from Audio Adrenaline he used to be a rock star. Now he's a uh, a god star. Let's just say. What 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 band was he in? Audio Adrenaline. You remember that song? It's a big big house with lots of lots of rooms. That's like two thousand, early two thousand. Pat. <laughs> yeah, probably if I heard it, but uh, but but okay, cool. So 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 you got that one too. So now, what do you do personally? Do you do you act? You you go down there, right? You you travel yeah, down yeah. there and go to these things yeah. and. And help out? Yes, I do. I go, you know, and, and the, fa- the fact is, Pat, I always go down there thinking I'm going to help out, but the reality is I get way more help than I mm-hmm. ever give oh, from wow. those people. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, uh, it, it makes you realize no matter what happens, and I always tell this to people, no matter what happens in America, if you, if you have a good foundation, you don't get hooked on drugs, alcohol, or massive mental illness, you're going to be all right. So yeah. swing big. Go for it. I love it. Okay, Nick. So, so let's get some nitty gritty here, and that, and that's beautiful. It's beautiful, guys. And I'm going to put all this stuff in, in Nick's show notes. So let, let's talk about you uh, and your team. Like, how many houses did you sell in the last twelve months? You and your team, two hundred forty-five. All right. And so, what's your ECI right now? Your ego commission income? About two point eight is what we made. Yeah, man. Okay. And then, so, what's your profit? Uh, 21%, a little, a little over 21%. Is that after you give back the, the 10? Is it really 31? Yeah, it, it, if, if you factored in, it would probably be about, tw- now remember, I get a salary on top of that 21%. So yep. if you factored in, it, was, it would probably be about 35%. So, right. Okay. So you're, you're, yeah. So you guys are giving back a lot. So, um, so anyway, so you make about 500 plus sal, what's your salary? A little over ten thousand dollars a month all right so 620 not bad and uh what's your average sale price mm, about 425 all right beautiful and then what would you say your percentage of listings versus buyers is i think we're at 63 percent listings 
and I think so, that's going to change a little bit this year because uh, our listing inventory is definitely uh, tightening up a little bit. But I also think that uh, with the shift, I think we're going to see a lot more inventory come. Okay, so let's talk about this. So, so first of all, how do you maintain a 63%? Everybody I talk to, it seems like on the show, or a lot of people I talk to are, are you know, the opposite of that, right? Yep. It's pretty typical, right? Like, yep. like 35, 65, 35 listings, 65 buyers. You've been able to flip it. How, why, okay. what are you doing different? Because every piece of advertising that I do, I shouldn't say every, but most of it, is directed for getting more listings. Radio, it's all our radio. Every piece of radio that we do is directed for sellers. So give me an example of of your hottest radio commercial. The one that works the uh, best. Sure. Sure. It's the, it's our uh, instant off. Basically our, I have a program called my rocket listing um, that basically will give, will compete with the open doors and the offer mm. pads and the Zillow. And it basically says, Hey, get the best of both worlds with my rocket listing. It's as easy as three, two, one sold. You contact us too. You have an onsite evaluation one within 24 hours. You'll have an offer and on your property and a suggested list price. If you want to go the traditional route. Um, and, yeah. Integrity, right? You're not, you're not, uh, you're, you're giving them both, right? Them both. Not, it's not the bait and switch. Nope. Right, because you're giving them the bait and the switch all in one. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, that and that works good. It's, we we get a lot of people raising their hands. Yeah, that's that's what works. And and so, you know, what advice do you have for people out there listening that that are upside down? Are they upside down? Meaning they're they're stuck in more buyers than listings. How do you get out of that? Get on the phone, Pat. I mean, as as we know, it, the shift. Let's go a little bit old school. The, yeah, the shift is sure. happening. Okay, so properties and, and and the sellers out there still haven't come to that conclusion that you know I can't go ultra high price point and still sell my house. There's some things are things are slowing down. So here's the facts: there are a lot more expireds than there has been. Yes. Right? Fisbos, okay. it's getting a little bit tougher to sell those properties. Yes. So if you don't want to get on the phone, hire someone to get on the phone for you and start hitting those phones because that, that is going to start getting easier and easier. Okay. All right. And, and, and I think a lot of it, to be honest with you, just has, you, you know, it's a mindset of an agent, right? It's a mindset of, you know, I am a listing agent. I'm going to be a listing agent. I know that's what it was for me. And you just have to believe that you're a listing agent first and foremost. And then the buyers are a byproduct of listings. We've said that before. So uh, let's talk about that. Are, are you buying buyers currently? And if so, where are you buying them? I, uh, yes, I do buy buyer leads. I buy a little bit of a little bit of Zillow and a little bit more of Realtor.com. That's how I'm getting a lot of our buyer leads. But above and beyond getting buyers from our listings and our past clients and sphere. Okay. All right. What about technology? What, uh, what's cool? Uh, and what are you excited about? And what are your agents excited about technology-wise? You know, we are excited. There's a, a platform that we just recently started from these two young kids that are about 21, which will be multimillionaires here very shortly called Structurally. It is an uh, artificial intelligence system that is freaky weird. 
it's kind of scary, but it really is. It. So basically, any, any lead that we get that comes in via internet, that we have a phone number, I mean, they're, they're basically automatically, it's, you know, as we know, speed the lead, um, especially with these Zillow and Realtor.com and all those uh, platforms, you got to be on them. And, and this, so basically, I have an ISA and this AI technology that is get going after them immediately and structurally is, is wickedly creepy good. And it's a, it's a robot that's following up and texting them, right? Yep. Say, Hey, this is, and it has, this, this is, this is Fred from, from Nick's team. You know, what questions do you have? Whatever. It's just texting people. It's Facebook messenger people. It's just, and it has legitimately for prior to me, putting all my leads into it. We, we, we played with it. And I mean, it, it is Pat, I've, I've seen other artificial intelligence type programs. And I mean, if you said, Hey, yeah, I, why I got to sell is I'm getting a divorce. It'll say, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. We're here really? Oh yeah. It's, no it's shit. interesting. So, so like, Hey, why are you selling? I'm yep. getting a divorce. Sorry to hear that. Oh, why are you selling? whatever i'm sorry to hear that or or i'm i'm getting relocated oh congratulations on your you know promotion yeah it is hard it's re- even me knowing that it's artificial intelligence it's really hard for me to go wow that yeah, that's a good statement because a lot of them i can see right through a lot of them i can tell you know i'm sure. like oh, this is this is a robot yeah this 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 it would be hard to tell definitely and it follows up for 12 months. So if my agent, as we all know, we always, you know, as us teams, yeah, right. yelling at our agents. Yeah, Die or buy, right? <laughs> Die or buy. Otherwise, there's still a lead. What, what, um, what's that costing you? Uh, a couple hundred bucks a month. Okay. So it's inexpensive. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Easy to set up? It's very easy. I, I'm, a, I'm like, a, I'm old school, man. And, and, and if I can do it, anybody can do it. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. All right, cool. And um, what about, tell me how your team is set up, Nick. Okay. Uh, we got eight agents. We got one ISA. We have four admin, including a runner. Um, I, and, and that is in my, I got a very small team in Southwest Washington of three agents hmm. there. And they basically, we just run and they, that, that's a very new team. Um, so that's, I, I'm expecting big, so that's, that's, in. that's not in your eight, right? No, that's not in my eight. So, and then we, I have a, uh, basically a CFO that keeps all the books straight. Cause that's not my forte. And that's how kind of, we're a team. Of, I think we're like 15, 16 right now. Okay. And like, how are you training everybody? How are you keeping everybody trained and excited? Yeah, but you know, we that's my, my job on the team is motivation and vision and uh, chaos. That's, that's those are my three. Uh, chaos. That I do. Yeah. What do you mean chaos? I got. I, I get. I'm out there creating stuff. And, and oh, okay. Pat, I, I'm a guy that fails a lot, but I I, I try to fail forward. So I'll, huh. we'll try all kinds of things, and most of them won't work, but some of them do. So so tell me about your biggest failure. Like, what's the biggest thing that you failed at uh, in the real estate game since you started? Or the biggest lesson you've learned so that we can learn from it? Well, I, I would say losing my real estate license. Oh, yeah. Let's go back to that. Okay. So, sure. So, okay. Tell me about this. Sir. Okay. So, basically, I, the reason, technically, the re, technically, the reason I lost my real estate license is because I had a 
a uh, directional sign that didn't have Keller Williams, the Keller Williams logo on it. And it Nick Shivers team. Yeah, it just said Nick Shivers. It was a directional sign. The, the commissioner's wife was a realtor. And my, my personal opinion, but again, I, I'm going to take full blame. I kind of, my, my CFO goes, Nick, I think a lot of those new signs that we had did, did not have the logo on it. Um, and I was like, ah, that's not a big deal. Well, obvious, obviously, it was a big deal. Is that, but, but is that really a, a, a strike your license offense? Mm-hmm. Yep. If, if, remember, three years prior, I had uh, West One Properties LLC on a sign instead of group. And so I got in trouble three years prior for having LLC instead of group on there. So they, they called it a re- reoccurring. I, I am a, a reoccurring. You're a recidivist. <laughs> now, <laughs> There was, uh, a, 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 about six months prior to that, I actually took the real estate board uh, to court for one of my agents that they uh, refused to uh, give them his license. So I personally why? believe that that why was the problem. Why? Because he had a felony? No, he had a misdemeanor. Again, is that uh, Oregon? Is misdemeanor? I mean, mo- most states are felony. Well, I know felons here in Portland that have their real estate license. So- that's why I decided I thought that that was unfair, and I went to court on it. Did you win? Nope, did not win. So they, do they get to pick and choose, or is it because it was a violent misdemeanor, or nope, you know what was, I mean? Like, it was a theft. It was a. It was a, oh, a theft. So it's theft in nature. So they don't want you. I mean, it, hmm, they didn't want them handling checks, I guess, or that. But well, but the re, yeah, the reality was, it was a violation. And so what I learned from that is, listen, because I, Pat, I've always been kind of, I've prided myself. I'm kind of a rebel. I mean, they're, they're, these you are know, minor infractions, right? And, and really, they should just be fined. And, you know, you pay the fine and you move on. I mean, to lose yeah. your license, you, you know, I, I, so I guess my statement from earlier is wrong. You know, I used to always tell my agents, I was like, listen, don't worry, baby. Freak out about freaking a sentence in an addendum or something. Am I going to lose my license or a complaint? And I'm like, dude, the only way you're going to lose your license is if you, Clearly, if, if you discriminate against somebody based on a protected class, yeah, that you're going to lose your license. Or mm-hmm. if, if, if you don't put that money in escrow in a timely manner or you put it in a different account or you, you know what I mean, or you, you do something with somebody's money, yeah, you're going to lose your license. But everything in between is, you know, you're going to have an opportunity in court and it's probably going to be a fine and da 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 And that's what I believed up until a minute ago. And then, uh, you know, maybe it's Oregon. Yeah. No, I, here, Pat, I think it's, it's you don't mess with the power. You think they had it out, out for you because you sued them oh. because of the misdemeanor thing? I mean, what's the big deal? So you, you were just trying to help somebody out. Yeah, I, I do. I true. Yeah. And it was pers- basically the commissioner. He's no longer the commissioner. Thank Hallelujah. I think he, you know, he had it he out for you. To make, yeah. He wanted to make it an example. He did. And, but again, on the flip side, it was a violation. So I, 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 and it's made our team tighter um, because the reality is. So how long, how long were you without a license? Two months. And and so what happened? How'd you handle it? I I went on vacation. (laughs) I mean, like, did you put all your listings in someone else's name? One of your agents' names? What'd you Like, what did you do? It was under the team name. So it really, everything was as smooth as pie. Yes. I couldn't have, I took my name off everything, but I already had a principal broker on my team. 
Um, the team ran flawlessly. So you just had um, to get new signs, basically, and they said someone else's name on them, and everything ran. And then I didn't put my name on them anyway, so it was perfect. I, I had my license go inactive one time for like a month and didn't even know it. Like, uh, <laughs> like I, I went to change something, and um, it's I had to get a a record of my license. And it showed that I didn't have a license for a month. And I was like, what the hell is that? And then I went and looked back on it. It was like a year old. I went and looked back on it. And I had delayed my continuing education and not gotten it in in time. But at the time, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know I was not licensed until a year after the fact that I was not licensed. So mm. it's interesting. But um, hmm. so too much, huh? Wow. I get, well, I guess you... I guess you burned no signs and you got all new signs and now you're compliant, right? Now you got like 12 different numbers and 12 different yes. names on every sign. And I am overly compliant. We have a monthly review because for, you know, when, I mean, I do a lot of advertising and uh, so, you know, when, when you're, when you're out there, there's, there's always going to be people that uh, swatting you down. Yep. And, and you know what? That is all right. That's what happened. He was driving down the road. He's like, you know, he'd probably listen to his favorite country music radio station and Nick <laughs> Shivers would come on and be like, don't that, I'm, you know what I mean? And just be like, I'm going to get him. And then he'd see that sign on the corner and he took a picture with his phone and, or the wife did. I mean, or you probably beat the wife out of a listing. <laughs> That's almost a conflict of interest, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I'm, you know? I'm gonna, I, I, it was fine. It made me learn some lessons that I needed to slow down and not be so, ah, it's not a big deal because things are a big deal. And let the people that are uh, real good at the details run that and not get involved. So I learned my lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's some crazy stuff. All right. So we always uh, talk about this flagship question. And I think this is going to help you because, you, you know, you know, the answer better than anybody because you're training agents on a day to day basis. Been doing this a long time. But if I took you, Nick, and I put you on an island with nine other experienced agents like yourself. And I gave you each, say, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to increase the odds here. I'm going to say I give you each $5,000, a laptop, computer, and a phone. And whoever sells the most houses in a six-month period gets a $5 million prize. The one thing that all the agents on this game show that I'm making up here have in common is they don't know anyone. So they're on a new area and they don't know a single soul. How is Nick Shivers going to beat out these nine other agents and win this $5 million prize? Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get an ad for sales pros with, that are licensed. And I'm going to pay them a salary plus bonus. So I'm going to get five of those guys. I'm going to each pay them 1000 bucks that first month plus a bonus. And we're going to hit the phones. And, and I'm going to hit the phones. Um, I'm also going to go on to my local radio stations and TV stations and talk about our sell a home, save a child program. Mm. And I'm going to start building a tribe that way. Those are the things that I'm going to do. And, and, and that's great advice. I mean, he's going to spend all his money guys on assertive marketing. And by the way, listing based marketing, uh, hitting the phones is usually <laughs> listing based marketing, right? Cause you're, you're what are you circle prospecting? Is that what you would do? His bows expires in circle. Oh, yeah. So all, all listings and circles just where you call around in a circle around a house that just sold any house, not just yours, but any house. So tell me about how you use Sell a House, Save a Child in your branding and your advertising. I, it's forefront on everything. Now, remember, I didn't start this for to help my business, but, but I'm a smart guy. 
And the reality is the more money that I make, the more money that I can give away. So I'm going to use it. Okay. And I'm going to tell them about, I mean, our mission statement says this, it's to serve people, save kids all by selling real estate. Mm, so when love it. my, my agents, they know every, the, the benefit of having a big why in your business, I hire to my why. So if you're not a giver and you don't want to, to be a, a person, a resource person for people that need your help, then you're not on my team. Okay. I don't care if you're great. If you, if you don't believe that philosophy, then you're not going to stick around on my team. Okay. Hmm. Number one, number two, I believe it builds a tribe. No matter what happens, I, there are people that work with us and it doesn't matter if Redfin or purple door or purple brick come in and can do it for cheaper. They know what we're doing and they know that we have a big purpose and a big why. And that's why they work with us and we're good at what we do. Yeah. It sounds like you're absolutely not scared of all this money that wall street's putting into trying to uh, outdo a human being agent. Well, you know, I, I think if, if you bury your head and, and don't adapt, then you're stupid. Well, uh, because, because, because the fact is it is going to change. You got to work hard. What you're saying, you got to work harder and you got to be more empathetic and, and more of a, a nurse teacher mentality than ever. Yeah. You got to, you, and you, and you got to give people choices that way. I mean, uh, I sat with Eric Wu from Open Door like five years ago. He told me his business model. He said he didn't have to make money for a decade. And he said his, in, in 10 years, he would change the, the way people bought and sold real estate. And then his company would be worth $5 billion. It's already valued at $3.6 billion. And he's doing, the guy's a super smart guy. And so I was like, well, if that guy's going to do that, I want to bring that concept to Portland before they, they just got to Portland about three months ago. I've been doing that same concept for about a year and we give them a choice. So I beat Open Door head to head because I give people choices. Right now, Open Door just buys your house. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll buy it or I'll list it. You make the decision. So you, yes, Wall Street is gonna make the good and the people that are, are on their game better. Yeah, absolutely. Because they certainly aren't telling the people, hey, you can sell it for this on the open market because they don't have a real estate company that, that does it, so there's no benefit to them. So, so, so yeah, you've differentiated yourself, but you're still playing the same game. Yep. So and they will. Pat, yeah, I they will. They 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 know that that's a, a. I mean, they bought. They just bought a discount brokerage. Why? So they could do exactly what the competitive advantage. Oh, is that right? Buy. What they buy? You know, it was some. It was some online cheap. Uh, real estate brokerage company okay. because they they know well yeah they know because when it yeah because when it shifts you know this whole this whole thing like I'll buy your house now and flip it is is temporary I mean everyone thinks it's permanent I don't believe it's permanent I you know it's always been there right the guaranteed buy has always been there but it's always been like I said before a bait and switch it's no one, you know you know now I guess more than ever there's more construction people and there's more it's easier to fix up a home than it ever has been. But I just, you know, as the margins decrease and, and the time on the market increases, it's going to be less and less an attractive option for these uh, big companies and they're going to need other ways to make money. Yeah. But as he said, and it's, it's so far it's proven true. He, he doesn't have to make any money. Yeah. That's the crazy part. <laughs> I wish I could run my business like that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. It's a whole nother world. But Nick, this has been brilliant, boss. I appreciate you coming on. It's all going to be on hybendigital.com backslash Nick Shivers and it's S-H-I-V-E-R-S. 
hybendigital.com backslash Nick Shivers, the number two. Don't make that mistake because you'll get episode 220, which was great, but, uh, but certainly will be antiquated compared to this. Hybendigital.com backslash Nick Shivers, a number two. Best of luck to you in Portland, Oregon. And if I'm ever in that neck of the woods, we will definitely get together and break some bread. Let's do it, Pat. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger. Yes, the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys. And I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.